Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Good morning. Breakthrough. Overnight, the Senate moves forward on new gun laws, a bipartisan deal for the first time in nearly three decades. Congress is back on the path to take meaningful action to address gun violence. This morning, the supporters calling it the most significant step in a generation and the critics who say it doesn't go near far enough. Abject failure. The top cop in Texas hammers the police response to the Uvalde school massacre. Nothing stopping a hallway of dedicated officers from in room 111 and 112 was the on-scene commander who decided to place the lives of officers before the lives of children. Just ahead, the stunning revelations and disturbing new timeline revealed at that emotional hearing and where the case goes next. Pressure campaign. Top Republican state officials coming forward before the January 6th committee detailing the former president's intimidation tactics to overturn the election. And I said, look, you are asking me to do something that is counter to my oath. And low-level election workers describing lives turned upside down. Do you know how it feels to have the president of the United States to target you? The latest from inside that hearing room. Breaking overnight, a powerful earthquake rocks Afghanistan. At least 1,000 people killed, hundreds more injured, still others trapped in the rubble. And this morning, the desperate effort to rescue survivors. All that, plus red hot, another day of brutal heat on tap for tens of millions. And at the nation's airports, more passengers left stranded by a new round of flight cancellations. Your latest weather and travel forecast straight ahead. And shark surprise, a new look at what's driving the ocean's largest predators to spend a lot of time very close to shore. And we're going to need a bigger beach today, Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cuppy, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to you today. Nice to have you with us on a busy Wednesday morning. It is indeed. We're following several breaking stories, including that deadly earthquake in eastern Afghanistan overnight. The death toll climbing throughout the morning as rescue crews attempt to reach survivors trapped under piles of debris. We'll have a lot more straight ahead. Also this morning, more trouble for airline passengers. Hundreds of flights today have already been canceled because of this increase in summer travel and with many airlines facing major staffing shortages. And on the road, some possible relief for drivers could be on the way. President Biden set to push Congress later today for a gas tax holiday. It could save drivers about 18 cents a gallon. But we're going to begin with that breaking news from the U.S. Senate overnight, now on the verge of passing new federal gun laws. 14 Republicans joining with Democrats late last night to pave the way for a final vote as soon as this week. 
And it came just hours after new revelations on the Uvalde school shooting, including powerful testimony from the director of the Texas Department of Public Safety, who called the local police response an abject failure. We've got it all covered. We'll start with NBC's Peter Alexander in Washington. Peter, good morning. Savannah, good morning to you. So this is a rare bipartisan achievement, putting a long-awaited package of new gun restrictions on track to pass through Congress, possibly by the end of this week. The deal beefs up background checks for the youngest gun buyers, and it toughens penalties on gun traffickers, among other things. It is a compromise bill. This is not going to satisfy everyone, but it marks the first significant agreement on guns in nearly 30 years. This morning, after decades of partisan gridlock, a major breakthrough in Congress, 14 Republicans joining all 50 Democrats to advance a new compromise on gun restrictions. This is a breakthrough. And more importantly, it's a bipartisan breakthrough. The deal includes enhanced background checks for people between 18 and 21, closing the so-called boyfriend loophole, preventing romantic partners convicted of domestic violence from buying guns directing more money for states to implement their own plans to address gun violence, and billions for school security upgrades and mental health services. This uh, grant program will give every state funding that implements programs that they themselves have adopted to stop individuals in crisis from reaching the point of violence or self-harm. Despite the progress, the bill falls well short of what some Democrats, including President Biden, had pushed for in the wake of recent mass shootings in Uvalde and Buffalo. There is no ban on assault rifles, no universal background checks, and no sweeping red flag laws that would allow authorities to temporarily confiscate guns from potentially dangerous people. But top Democrats are touting the agreement. Congress is back on the path to take meaningful action to address gun violence. And Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell calls the deal a common-sense package of popular steps that will help make these horrifying incidents less likely while fully upholding the Second Amendment. The NRA, quick with its opposition last night, saying in a statement this legislation can be abused to restrict lawful gun purchases and infringe upon rights of law-abiding Americans. Now, on the other side, one top Senate Democrat says the bill is not everything that is needed, not by a mile, and that she and others will continue pushing for tougher laws. But she said she supports the agreement because, in Senator Patty Murray's words, the most extreme option on the table is doing nothing at all. Savannah. All right, Peter, thank you very much. Also this morning, there's new fallout and fresh outrage over the police response to the school shooting massacre in Uvalde, Texas. The state's top law enforcement official labeling it an abject failure during an emotional hearing, saying officers were well-equipped to take the gunman down much sooner than they did. NBC's Sam Brock joins us now from Austin with more. Hey, Sam, good morning. Hoda, good morning. One hour, 14 minutes, and eight seconds. That is how long this massacre went on for. But the head of Texas's DPS said it could have been three minutes with officers standing by in the hallways with rifles. Later today, Hoda, state senators are going to be talking about mental health services and firearm safety. But the shock of Tuesday's testimony is still reverberating. Using posters, timelines, and maps. Hey, you stop the killing, you stop the dying. The head of the Texas Department of Public Safety called the police response in Uvalde an abject failure. The only thing stopping a hallway of dedicated officers from entering room 111 and 112 was the on-scene commander 
who decided to place the lives of officers before the lives of children. The man Director McCraw is singling out. Pete Arredondo, the school district police chief, previously told the Texas Tribune he never considered himself the incident commander. On Tuesday, he declined to answer questions. Climbing into an elevator. McCross said that you were wrong in the moment. After five hours of closed door testimony before the Texas House. But during an open Senate session, fresh evidence from inside Robb Elementary's hallways. Cultivated from surveillance footage, like these images obtained by the Texas Tribune and Austin Statesman, body camera video and audio recordings appears to contradict concerns about lack of firepower, armor, or locked doors. According to the testimony, at 11.33, the gunman begins shooting into the classrooms. By 11.35, three Uvalde police officers enter with two rifles, followed by Arredondo and three other officers. The chief calling for backup five minutes later. I need some more firepower in here because we all have pistols and this guy's got a rifle. At 11.52, the first ballistic shield arrives with two more about 11 minutes later. It could have been used immediately. Investigators also determined none of the police radios worked inside the school hallways, only those belonging to Border Patrol. And the classroom doors were unlocked per state investigators, even as Arredondo spent roughly 40 minutes trying to locate a master key. So the teacher could not even lock the classroom door from the inside? That's correct. There's no way to lock the, the door from the inside. Parents demanding answers about the police response. Vest, helmets, anything you could think of, they had it. Local leaders pointing out there were more than a half dozen agencies responding, not just Uvalde police. Like it's the perfect storm of what not to do happened in Uvalde, Texas. Sam, one of the most disturbing pieces of information to come out yesterday has to do with the husband of one of the teachers who died, himself a police officer. What did you learn? And Savannah, it's heartbreaking. According to the director's testimony, Officer Ruben Ruiz received a phone call from his wife, Eva Morales, from inside the classroom that she had been shot and was dying. And according to the director, he went in to try to get her to save her, but he was detained, had his weapon taken away, and was removed from the premises. Now, the director did not specify which agency did that, but there will no doubt be questions this morning and people looking for an explanation as to why this man was not able to try and save his wife. Savannah. Sam. A really disturbing hearing yesterday. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Let's go uh, back to Capitol Hill, where the January 6th committee has revealed more details about the steps taken by President Trump and his allies to overturn the results of the 2020 election. NBC's senior Capitol Hill correspondent Garrett Haig has the latest from those hearings. Hey, Garrett, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning. Yeah, the January 6th committee outlining a scheme they say began well before the attack on the Capitol itself. Mr. Trump and his allies pressuring key state officials to come up with Trump votes or send fake pro-Trump electors to Washington from states Joe Biden won. The January 6th committee detailing a relentless pressure campaign by former President Trump and his allies before the Capitol attack aimed at overturning Mr. Trump's election loss. The president's lie was and is a dangerous cancer on the body politic. Arizona's pro-Trump House Speaker Rusty Bowers testified about calls from Mr. Trump and his allies pushing him to overturn Joe Biden's victory in the state. As Bowers repeatedly asked Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani for evidence of widespread fraud that Giuliani could not produce. My recollection, he said, We've got lots of theories, we just don't have the evidence. 
and in an emotional moment insisting he would not violate his oath of office to support the former president's claims. For me to do that because somebody just asked me to is foreign to my very being. I, I, I will not do it. Bowers is denying a new statement from Mr. Trump, alleging Bowers told him the election had been rigged. Georgia's Republican Secretary of State and his deputy on the receiving end of this recorded phone call from the former president long after the state was called for Mr. Biden. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more that we have, because we won the state. Those Georgia officials fact-checking the former president's claim about the election and explaining why he lost their state. What happened in fall of 2020 is that 28,000 Georgians skipped the presidential race, and yet they voted down ballot in other races. And the Republican congressman ended up getting 33,000 more votes than President Trump. And that's why President Trump came up short. And a former Georgia election worker and her mother caught up in a bogus conspiracy theory about illegal votes, attacked by Mr. Trump on the same call. It's affected my life in a, in a major way. In every way. All because of lies. Do you know how it feels to have the president of the United States to target you? The committee yesterday also sending a subpoena for hours of footage from a documentary filmmaker embedded within the Trump White House and Trump campaign that could shed light on that pivotal period. The New York Times reporting that that footage reveals Ivanka Trump taking a very different tone than what we've seen in these hearings so far, urging her father to fight on. NBC News hasn't been able to review that footage yet. Hoda. All right, Garrett Hake for us here at the Capitol. Garrett, thank you. We've got breaking news overnight out of Afghanistan. More than a thousand people have been killed in a major earthquake. It struck in the eastern part of the country and the search for survivors is underway. NBC's Matt Bradley has the very latest on this. Matt, good morning. Uh, good morning, Savannah. As you mentioned, that death toll is staggering. At least a thousand people dead and that number is set to go up. This could become Afghanistan's deadliest earthquake in 20 years. Today in Afghanistan, rescue workers rush to save the wounded after violent tremors shook this troubled nation, killing more than a thousand, according to the Afghan government. The 6.1 magnitude earthquake in the country's southeastern Paktika province was felt as far away as Kabul, the country's capital, and even neighboring Pakistan. It destroyed our neighbors' houses, this man said. When we arrived, there were many dead and wounded. Local officials warn casualties are expected to rise. Hundreds of bodies may remain trapped in destroyed buildings. Today's fresh tragedy strikes Afghanistan at its most vulnerable. It comes less than a year since Taliban fighters claimed the entire country. Amid America's chaotic withdrawal following a nearly two-decade-long occupation, the country's finances have already been gutted by war, banking sanctions, and aid cuts. The ruling Taliban begging for international aid, but for many here, help may come too late. And Savannah, this rescue operation is ongoing. Authorities are struggling to reach the wounded, but it's a real challenge in this remote and mountainous region. Savannah? Desperate hours there, Matt. Thank you very much. Uh, it is 714. Craig joins the table. Got heat on your mind. Oh, Savannah yep. Hoda, good morning. Good morning to you as well. 
Another day of scorching heat on tap for a, a large swath of the country. An intense heat wave that's already shattered records in a number of states. We're going to get get out forecast in just a moment. But first, NBC's Blaine Alexander joins us from a steamy Atlanta already. Huh? Good morning, Blaine. Well, Craig, good morning to you. It is very hard to believe that we're only in the second day of summer right now. It feels like parts of the country have been here for weeks. You talked about a steamy Atlanta. You're absolutely right. We're set to hit 100 degrees today. That would be a new record, which means that fountains like these are going to be seeing a lot of traffic over the next few days as people try desperately to stay cool. Definitely going to feel that heat and humidity. It's a burning question across much of the country this morning. How hot will it get? Make sure you spend much of your time inside. Just do everything you can to keep cool. Much of the Midwest melting under record highs. 95 degrees in Detroit and a sweltering 99 recorded in Chicago. I've just been staying inside. I've cranked my AC, so that's about it. It's definitely super hot and a little sticky out. It's all part of a massive heat dome, blanketing the country and shattering records. Now that summer heat wave is heading east, and the heat indexes in some places could hit as high as 115 degrees. It means extra vigilance outside, especially for parents who dare to hit the playground. He isn't able to like realize he's too hot or dehydrated before it happens, so I feel like I have to be watching out for the signs. And Craig, we talked about those signs. That goes for adults, too. So let's talk about the signs that you want to watch for if you have to spend time in the extreme heat. Experts say that you should watch for being dizzy, lightheaded. If you've got a headache or even if you're feeling kind of tired or lethargic, you could be having heat exhaustion. They say that you should get inside, try and remove excess clothing and cool down. But your best bet, just stay inside where it's cool if possible. Craig. Great advice. That's a cool looking fountain behind you, too. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Blaine. Thank you. Thank you. Go jump in it because it's going <laughs> to yeah. be a hot one out there. Hi, Al. You're back. Hey, Welcome we're back. back. Thanks, guys. Yeah, unfortunately, we are going to be looking at much warmer than average temperatures for a good portion of the country. In fact, this month so far, warmest June on record for places in the southwest on into Texas. Top three warmest Junes across coast to coast. 155 million of us are going to be above 90 today, and we're looking at 17 million for highs above 100 degrees. We look for record highs expected this weekend from Texas all the way to the southeastern Atlantic coast and on into the Midwest. And in fact, humidity levels are going to play a big factor in how hot you feel. For example, these higher humidity levels are going to raise that heat index. So look at this. Atlanta Atlanta, a high of 100 degrees today, but because of lower humidity, it's actually going to feel a little cooler at 98. Two degrees, but hey, every degree helps. New Orleans, though, you've got high humidity. It's going to feel like 107, 103 in Nashville. Raleigh, 95. Again, temperatures and the heat index fairly close. Tomorrow, that's the same, but you can see as those temperatures pop up, we're going to be looking at that. Here's the end of the heat wave coming as we get into the weekend. So this heat dome, heat dome remains anchored over the south but then Monday, cooler air comes in with a cold front and temperatures become much more manageable into the low to mid-80s. New York, Detroit, St. Louis, Atlanta in the 90s, Raleigh in the 90s. But the humidity levels drop down considerably. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, Al. Thanks, thank so. you. Coming up, an inside look at the ongoing travel woes at airports from coast to coast and why things might get even worse just in time for the July 4th rush. And we're going to help you deal with the crowds and get a plan in place should your flight get delayed. Good. All right. And are sharks much closer to us than you think? 
You know what's happening. The unexpected new discovery about their habits. What's attracting oh, yeah. them to popular coastal cities? This left researchers stunned. You know, we got to have Carrie Sanders on that one. Oh, yes. But first, this is oh, today I on NBC. Hope he's wearing shorts. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com/slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One travel. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match. With Indeed, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Back now, 7.30, it's a Wednesday morning. By the way, yesterday was the beginning of summer, but today's the first full day of summer. So if you want to visit a beach, today might be the day to do it. we got record heat still facing tens of millions. There's uh, Lauderdale by the sea in Florida. Beautiful, beautiful shot. Mm-hmm. But if you are going to jump in, there's sharks closer. Oh. But we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Not to kill the buzz there. All right, let's get to 7.30 headlines. The Biden administration taking action this morning to help smokers kick their habit. Under a new proposal, tobacco companies would have to limit nicotine levels in cigarettes, the rule designed to make them less addictive. It comes as the administration doubles down on fighting cancer-related deaths. That rule is expected in May of next year. Jurors at a civil trial in Los Angeles have found that comedian Bill Cosby sexually abused a 16-year-old girl at the Playboy Mansion in 1975. The jury awarded Judy Huth, who's now 64, $500,000. The decision comes nearly a year after Cosby's criminal conviction in another sexual assault case was thrown out and he was freed from prison. Now to some terrifying moments for passengers on a plane that was landing at Miami International Airport yesterday. Take a look at this video, folks. You can actually see the red air flight from the Dominican Republic skidding to a stop there. Moments later, huge flames and black smoke pour from the aircraft. You can see the emergency officials racing toward it. Officials blame the landing gear in the nose of the plane, which collapsed. All 126 people on board were evacuated. Three of them were taken to the hospital with some minor injuries. And on the subject of air travel, air travel, the problems are still going and they could be getting worse. AAA estimating that next week, a record 48 million Americans are going to be heading out for the 4th of July. Next week, nearly 4 million of them flying to their destinations, even as the airlines are still reeling from last weekend's holidays. Uh, NBC's Emily Aketa is standing by at LaGuardia Airport here in New York, where frustrations among these passengers happens to be mounting. Hello, Emily. 
Good morning to you. Already some 350 flights across the country have been canceled. Some of those you'll see on the board behind me, and that's just a fraction of what we saw play out last holiday weekend. So now people are fearing what next week will bring, and it's prompting some to rethink their July 4th plans. This morning, airlines struggling to bounce back from a holiday weekend riddled with thousands of flight disruptions. Another 500 plus flights canceled after the holiday and many more delayed, including in Miami, where a plane caught fire after its landing gear collapsed, injuring three people. Across the country, passengers weathering turbulent trips. Probably would delay travels after this. It was pretty tiring and stressful. <laughs> As soaring demand just shy of pre-pandemic levels is met by staffing shortages within air traffic control and the airlines. More than 1,000 off-duty Southwest pilots picketed in Dallas Tuesday, speaking out about fatigue and scheduling. We understand. We're tired of saying, I'm sorry, on every flight. The demonstration comes just days after Delta pilots wrote an open letter to customers saying by this fall, they'll have flown more overtime in 2022 than in the entirety of 2018 and 2019 combined. And that's despite airlines trimming the number of flights. The number of planes flying, the number of flights on the schedule is still down 15%. So you're seeing fuller planes and longer delays. AAA believes the swath of recent cancellations will drive more people to the roadways this July 4th holiday, predicting a record 42 million to get behind the wheel. Even as the cost of gas hovers around a staggering $5 a gallon. It's ridiculous. Bookings at top Independence Day destinations in the U.S. have spiked by more than 60% compared to last year. A sign the summer travel boom is in full swing, though marred by mishaps. Industry experts reminding passengers you can get a full refund for any canceled flight, even on a non-refundable ticket. And your credit card may cover other travel-related losses, like hotels and meals. Nobody's going to be a better advocate for yourself than you, and so you need to be prepared with that backup plan. So if you are traveling by plane, a few other things to keep in mind. If you can book an early morning flight, get airline alerts sent directly to your phone. So if your flight is canceled, you can be one of the first people to rebook it. And if you're traveling to an important event, consider building in a buffer. Go a day or two ahead of time so that you can make it and be sure not to miss out. Back to you guys. All right, Emily, we, we've been talking about the pilot shortage. Uh, pilots are required to retire at 65 years old, and we've interviewed some who want to go back to work. Is there any movement on that. Yeah, so as you mentioned, pilots are uh, required to retire by the age of 65, regardless of physical health or condition. But as we continue to see airlines grapple with this shortage, there have been reports that we could see a bill within Congress increase that retirement age to 67 years old. There's also a push to reduce the number of flight hours required in pilots training, all steps to help improve airlines, um, really their their path to rebuilding their staffing amid these shortages. Hold it back to you. All right, Emily Akeda. Emily, thank you. Raising the retirement age seems like a no-brainer. Easy. Mm -hmm. Seems like, no right. Especially Reducing training. Yeah. Maybe not, so Maybe not, not such hot a on that one. Yeah. Uh, who yeah. knows? We're uh, not the experts. Uh, when we come back, a major reversal in our understanding of sharks. Why scientists say sharks are spending like more time much closer to shore and are actually attracted to popular coastlines. Carrie Sanders... Our shark expert, he's got some takeaways for your next trip to the beach. And then later on, the legendary Julie Andrews will be here live, sharing memories from her iconic roles and the fun she has playing an evil character alongside the minions. But first, these messages.
We're back. It is 7.40 this morning on In-Depth Today. New research just in time for summer on sharks. Yeah, scientists have now found that they are actually spending more time along populated city coastlines and may even be attracted to certain specific areas. NBC's senior national correspondent, Carrie Sanders, joins us from Florida with more on, on findings that are a bit surprising here, Carrie. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good morning from a seaweed-strewn beach here. You know, scientists used to think that sharks were like other big predators, say, like the grizzly bear, trying to stay as far away from us humans as possible. But now this new research shows that sharks may be a little bit more like raccoons or coyotes, where they go ahead and adapt to the environment where they are. So if they're close to the city, that's where they are. And as we know, these sharp-toothed predators can paint their town red. With beach season officially in full swing, this morning new findings on the ocean's most feared predators. Contrary to what shark experts first believed, researchers at the University of Miami Rosenstiel School have discovered sharks are surprisingly spending more time closer to populated coastlines. While researchers did not specifically track great whites like Bruce, they did follow some of his blood brothers, great hammerheads, bull sharks, and nurse sharks. I was literally shocked to find out that not only were the three different species of sharks coming to these areas, but they're spending some considerable time there, some of them for months. The unexpected findings come after years of shark tracking off the Miami coast. We were there with Dr. Neil Hammerschlag and his team in 2020 as they tagged the city-dwelling swimmers. On days with the highest boat activity, which were holidays like July 4th or during weekends, the shark's habitat use was pretty much the same as it was during weekdays or times where there was no boat activity. So it's like an interstate and uh, the sharks are just fine with it. It might be because they're just so used to it. The study also identifying potential shark hotspots, areas where sharks were attracted by sewage runoff, discarded fish carcasses, and even fish parts from the nearby Miami Seaquarium, all easy food sources for sharks. You think of humans in big cities snacking on fast food. It looks like the sharks are doing that too. We're seeing some of those nurse sharks actually get a bit fatter, uh, wider. Even bright lights above the surface are attracting the ferocious fish. Something Dr. Hammerschlag pointed out during our dive. Actually on an airplane flying over Miami at night. Everything was lit up by city lights and it made me think about how there's really nowhere where an animal could escape the urbanization. Are those lights drawing sharks, scaring sharks away? Any impact? I think that basically the lights might attract small little bait fish, which attract bigger fish, which attract sharks that are out hunting for those fish. The research pointing to the impact even landlubbers have under the sea. Whether it's through noise pollution, light pollution, chemical pollution, fishing, that's gonna have an impact on the local shark population. So I think we gotta think about being good neighbors. I mean, so Carrie, it, all, it begs the question here, with, with sharks being closer to these populated coastlines, does that mean we can expect more shark attacks? That is such a good question, Craig, because the science can be misinterpreted. What this means is that the sharks are closer to shore and they've always been there, we just didn't know it. So the experts say it's unlikely we're gonna see an increase in the number of shark attacks, but beware, there's probably a shark right off here now. <laughs>
guys. All right. <laughs> Carrie Sanders for us there in the shark infested waters of Monaco by the sea. Thank you, Carrie. I don't think that's what he said. No, that's yeah. not what he said. No. He said no. it could be a shark infested. It could be. Yeah, shark infested. Yes, live down there. No shark. Okay, just let's let's be clear. Okay. All right, what Hi. you got, Mr. Roke? Well, uh, take, speaking of Craig, take a look at this haboob. Uh, we got <laughs> just... Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. You went out of your way for that. I one. did, yes. but it was worth the trip. <laughs> uh, we've got this dust storm making its way across outside of uh, Phoenix, Arizona. We're watching this part of a storm system that's going to be developing. We've got monsoonal moisture developing. In fact, we've got flood watches down through parts of the southwest. A lot of this moisture all streaming up, bringing about an inch or so while it doesn't sound like a lot it can cause flash flooding in these areas then as we move to the east we've got some flood watches out uh, stretching from central new york all the way down into virginia as low pressure pushes away we've got a risk of severe, severe weather today 17 million people strong winds damaging hail and we can't rule out a tornado or two from central new york all the way down in the appalachians and into the southeast washington dc included as well rainfall risks well we're talking about flooding possible due to these storms happening over and over the same places could be upwards of three inches from central new york all the way into central pennsylvania and that's your latest weather guys thank you al thank you habub uh just ahead what's football without Gronk? well one of the nfl's most colorful characters is ready to call it a career and the reaction from his bestie tom brady right after this Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it. Book it. Live it. One Travel. The most exciting part of a vacation stay at a home rental? Easy. It's being greeted upon arrival with a rusted lockbox affixed to the underside of a stranger's condo. Yeah, you simply twist knobs, click gears, jiggle it, and then rip it off its moorings, and voila! Your prize is a key to a questionable home rental and maybe tetanus. When you just want to get your vacation started by actually getting into your room, it matters where you stay. At Hilton, we deliver your key right to your phone on the Hilton Honors app. Hilton for the stay. And we're back. Chanel joins us uh, with NFL star Rob Gronkowski. We know him as Gronk. He's known for his antics, Miss Jones, yes, on and off Yes, it is true. Good morning, guys. Well, Gronk is one of the league's most successful and beloved players, and his legendary career appears to be coming to an end. He announced on Instagram yesterday that he's retiring for the second time, writing, I will be walking away from football again with my head held high, knowing I gave it everything I had. I mean, Gronk's career has been filled with a slew of viral moments. Yep, there was one of them right there from bringing his his tackling skills to professional wrestling to this unforgettable oh, moment back in 2017. You remember this one. When he actually stole Tom Brady's Super Bowl jersey at, at Fenway Park. I like Park. they're all, none of the viral moments are on the field. Yeah. Yeah. They're all like just oh. gronk antics. So yeah. we know about the bromance. Brady even using a conch shell 
<laughs> Conk Shell, like rhymes with Gronk, I guess, to yeah. summon Gronk out of his first retirement to join him in Tampa Bay. Where is Where's the conk now? Is the question. Could that oh. moment repeat itself? Oh, it's, it's, could he unretire again? So Gronk's agent did say yesterday that his client could still return if Mr. Brady calls him during the season, to which Tom Brady responded uh, with this hilarious tweet yesterday. I'm not sure if you saw it. Here's the tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Guy on the phone. Uh -huh. yeah. There's the meme. Brady's already yeah. called. But you got to yeah. reach Gronk by conk. Yeah, exactly. He knows that of <laughs> all people. That. All right. Yeah. I'm confused. Yeah. Not a Gronk fan? I know I love Gronk, yeah. but I... Is he or isn't he retired? Oh, you no, know, he's not. He's not? I don't no. think he is. Okay. He's okay. nobody retires anymore. They always okay. I know. Back. I'm retired. Okay. It's a thing. Straight yeah. ahead, amid rising food prices, we're going to share some smart ways to stretch your weekly grocery budget, including why semi-homemade cooking is about to become mm. our new best friend. Mm. Plus the big honor that Michael J. Fox is set to receive at the next Oscars, celebrating his work on and off screen. But first, your local news. The most exciting part of a vacation stay at a home rental? Easy. It's being greeted upon arrival with a rusted lockbox affixed to the underside of a stranger's condo. Yeah, you simply twist knobs, click gears, jiggle it, and then rip it off its moorings, and voila! Your prize is a key to a questionable home rental and maybe tetanus. When you just want to get your vacation started by actually getting into your room, it matters where you stay. At Hilton, we deliver your key right to your phone on the Hilton Honors app. Hilton for the stay.